My name is Jo Hayes and it is my great pleasure and privilege to speak to you today about healing. God's desire is for us to be healed and made whole and well physically, spiritually, mentally and emotionally. One of the names that Almighty God has in scripture is Jehovah Rapha. I am the Lord who healeth you. It is his desire, his deep will for your life that you be healed and whole in every way. And I'm excited today as we unpack what scripture says about healing and what the power of the Spirit of God can do in your life to bring about wholeness, that shalom wholeness. Now, one of my favorite scriptures in all of the Bible is in the Gospel of Matthew. In Matthew 16, verse 17 and 18, it says, These signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. In my name, they will speak in new tongues. In my name, they will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. In my name, they will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. I just love this gospel message, this gospel verse. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. This was a command. This was a promise to us as believers issued from our Lord Jesus Christ that we who believe, we who call ourselves Christians, will be able to lay hands on anybody who is sick, who has disease, who has anything wrong with them physically, spiritually, mentally or emotionally, and we can expect that they will recover. But in Isaiah 55:11, it says, "'The word of God shall not return void, "'but it will accomplish that which I purpose "'and succeed in the thing for which it was sent.'" They're the words of Almighty God. His word cannot return void. It has to fulfill what he promises. It also says in scripture that God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. When he says something, it is always so. So we can believe that if he has said this word, that we will lay hands on the sick and they will recover, that it is guaranteed. And if this is not operating in our lives as believers, then something's amiss. We're not living the full Christian life that Jesus said we could and should be living. Now, I'm excited to share with you something that I have experienced in my own life. And I would love to have many, many, many episodes to share the many, many signs and wonders and miracles that God has done in my life, particularly in the area of healing in my own life and in those that I have prayed for and witnessed healing for. But one big miracle that's happened in my life in the last year happened just over 12 months ago. And in the two years preceding this event, the Lord had really been building me up in the word, in scripture about his desire for healing for us. He says in scripture that by my stripes, we are healed. Not we might be healed, but we are healed. It's past hits. It's already happened. We are healed because of his stripes, because he died on the cross for us, for our sin, for our sickness and disease. 
Now, he'd been building me up in all of the scriptures from the Old and New Testament and all through the scriptures from Genesis to Revelation. It talks about his desire for us to be healed. And so I'd been growing and really being fired up and built up in my faith muscle for this belief for healing. And I'd seen somewhat smaller healings and miracles that had happened as I'd believed and prayed for people. But it wasn't until I had to face a big injury in my own life, in my own body, that I had to dig into this word of God. It was rubber hits the road time for my faith. So what happened was I was involved in a car crash. A vehicle had slammed into the back of my car as I was sitting stationary. And this happened not far from my home, in my hometown of Brisbane here in Australia. It happened at a time when I was actually, I just had an amazing morning. And in fact, I just messaged a family member and said, living the dream, had a great morning exercising in our beautiful sun. So I was really just having a great day. And then this happened. And it was literally, that's how it felt. I was slammed from behind. Now to summarize, In the initial impact of it, none of us were injured. Myself, the other driver and his passenger, we were all, we seemed to be fine. Our cars were not fine. Both of them were written off, which means in other countries here in Australia, written off means completely wiped out. They had to go to the wreckers. But it was a miracle in that we weren't seriously injured then and there. And we sorted out all the insurance and and that was it. I went home and proceeded about my day. But over the course of the next few hours, I suddenly had a great pain come over my entire body, all up and down my back, right up the top of my spine, right down the back, all across my sternum and my chest. Even my jaw was in pain. I had so much pain. And of course, I Googled the symptoms and they were the classic symptoms of whiplash. And I'd never been in a serious crash before. I didn't know what that felt like, but reading all of these symptoms and, you know, we're warned not to consult Dr. Google because it certainly can cause panic and fear. And that is what happened to me. I saw all of these stories of people who had whiplash injuries for months and years and they had to go to lawyers and suing and all of this legal stuff. And I thought, oh, Lord Jesus, I don't want any of that. This is, I don't want any of this. I want to be healed. I want to be pain free again. And this all, mind you, was still in in the, the hours preceding the crash. So I was sitting on my couch and this panic and fear had taken over me thinking, oh my gosh, I might have this pain for months or years. And it was then that the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, stopped me in my tracks, in in the the thoughts that were spiraling out out of control in panic. And he said, no, what does my word say? And immediately I was chided. I thought, oh gosh, here I, here I have been sitting in the word of God, getting excited for healing and the first sign of injury in myself and I get into a panic. And the spirit of God stopped me and I said, you're right. You are right, Lord. You have told me what I'm to do when I face injury or sickness. I'm to go to your word and to claim the word over my injury, to speak to my injury in Jesus' name. And it was again that rubber hit the road time. I thought, if I actually believe this, what I've been reading, and if I believe what I've been telling people I believe, then I need to actually apply this in my own life, in my own situation right now. 
So I got out my word and I got down on my prayer room floor that night. It was a Sunday night. I can remember it so vividly. And I got down and I said to the Lord, I said, God, your word says that by your stripes, I am healed. Your word says that I can lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Your word, Lord, your word says that I can ask for anything in your name and you will do it for me. You said this, Lord, I'm holding you to your promise. And I was down on my bedroom floor, my prayer room floor, and I said, I am not leaving this room, Lord, until I am healed. And I sat there after saying that prayer and I thought, Joe, that is a bold prayer. You telling your God that you're not leaving until he heals you. But you know what? That was the spirit of God getting on the inside of me. And it was telling me to remind myself and remind the spirit realm what God's promise is to me. God wants us to be bold. He says, come boldly to the throne of grace. You demand from me what I have promised to give you. Too often, I think in this life, we're too timid when we approach God. We're fearful that he won't deliver what he's promised. But as I said earlier, he is not a man that he should lie. Everything that he promises is for us. And so after saying that bold prayer, I thought, right, okay, I'm I'm not leaving this room till I'm healed. I got into my bed that night with pain up and down my back. And I woke up the next morning and I did not have any pain anywhere in my body. I was completely and 100% healed. From the top of my head to the bottom of my feet, I was healed and whole. I believe I had a miracle healing. And I know that I know that I know that praying the Word of God over my situation changed my situation. Now, there's more to this story. I went to the chiropractor just to get checked out, just to make sure everything was fine. And I explained what had happened to me, that I'd been in a crash and had these whiplash symptoms. And the chiropractor looked me over and he was bewildered. He he looked at my back and he assessed everything and he said, I don't know what you have done, but you do not look like a person who's been in a crash less than 24 hours ago. He said, I would expect at the very least, the absolute very least, some tight muscles, like most people have, you know, sitting at a desk for a few hours, some tight muscles. He said, there is no tightness anywhere in your body. You are completely healed. There is nothing wrong with you. And he goes, whatever you've done, it's worked. And the Spirit of God spoke to me, he said, you need to tell this chiropractor what you've done. And so I said, very joyfully, I said, well, I'll tell you what I did. I prayed and I declared the Word of God over my life and I believe that the Lord has miraculously healed me. Now, I don't know if the chiropractor was saved that day or what happened in his life, but I believe I sowed a seed to testify that God's Word always produces what it is sent out to produce. And so much of that word is about our healing. So I'm so excited to allow this message to seep into your spirit that you can believe for what I have experienced. Because God says he is no respecter of persons. What he does for one, he will do for another. All you need to do is believe that what God says he will do, he will do for you.
Now, right at the end of Gospel of the Gospel of Mark, right after that scripture that says Jesus said that we who believe will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. It says in verse 19, So then after the Lord had spoken to them, he was received up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. And they, the apostles, went out and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word through accompanying signs. I just love this because God says himself that he will confirm the word through signs and wonders. Signs, wonders and miracles are what God does. They are his mandate. They are the proof of what the word of God says. And so we, as apostles and disciples here in 2020, we are called to have accompanying signs follow what we're saying. We are called to not just talk the talk, but walk the walk in terms of having these signs and wonders following what we are saying and doing. If we say we believe that Jesus heals, there should be healings happening in our life and in the lives of those around us. When we see someone who's in need, we shouldn't just pass it off and say, oh, I hope you get better. We should say, let me pray for you and share the faith that we have in the Jesus who heals with them, expecting to believe healing for them in their life. Now it says in scripture, and this is something that I just love, and I feel like we don't hear it enough, that Jesus healed people everywhere he went. Every single person that came to him for healing was healed. Nobody, 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 anywhere in the gospels came to Jesus and left not healed. I think we need to grasp hold of this more than we have. And I'm determined that I'm taking Jesus for his word, that if he says that I come to him in belief that he will heal me, I will walk away healed. I will not leave not healed. It says there though, there was one place where nobody received a miraculous healing. Do you remember where it was? It was in the town of Nazareth, Jesus' hometown, because of their unbelief. They didn't believe that this old mate Jesus, who they'd grown up with, they didn't believe that he could do what he said he could do. He was so familiar to them. He's the carpenter's son. What could he do? Their lack of belief caused them lack of healing. But everywhere else where Jesus went, and it was the same for the apostles as well, the early apostles in the early church, everywhere that they went, people came and every person was healed of every type of sickness and disease. Blindness, lameness, blood disorders, even dead people raised from the dead. Jesus raised people from the dead. The apostles raised people from the dead. We are called to be able to even raise people from the dead. And I know that in modern times, in our modern church, we so rarely hear of even miraculous healings, let alone people being raised from the dead. But this is what God has called us to do. We are called to do what he told his apostles to do in the, in the gospel and in the acts that we see the apostles doing. We are called to believe God for everything that he's promised for us. It says in the Gospel of Matthew in chapter 21, verse 21 to 22, it says, Assuredly, I say to you, if you have faith and do not doubt, 
and you will not only do what was done to the fig tree, but also if you say to this mountain, be removed and be cast down into the sea, it will be done. Whatever things you ask for in prayer, believing you will receive. This is where the rubber hits the road. We need to believe when we are asking God for something. Not just a, oh Lord, if it's your will, let it be happen, let it happen. But if God's word says something is ours, if there is a promise written in scripture, we can stand in full faith and full belief that it will happen for us. This is what it means to be a believer. In another place in the Gospel of Matthew, in Matthew chapter 9, verse 35, it says, Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. Now, I don't know where you are in your life right now and what sort of healing you need. But I can tell you, and I declare this in the name of Jesus right into your life right now, that Jesus does want to heal you. We don't need to ask God whether it is his will that we be healed. We already know it is his will. From Genesis to Revelation, he tells us time and time and time and time again, it is my will that you be made whole. I want to pray with you and stand with you today. It says in scripture that whenever two or more are gathered together in my name, he is with us and he will give us whatever we ask for. So I'm your one other person to believe whatever you are needing healing for, whether it is a physical illness, whether it is a mental illness, depression, anxiety, any of the other multitude of mental illnesses, anything that is unwell in your mind, any emotional disturbances, anything spiritually that is wrong in Jesus' name, I'm going to cast out demons in your life with you believing with me. We know that Jesus wants us to be free. It says in John 10, 10, Jesus came so that we would have life and have it in abundance. While the enemy, Satan, the devil, came to lie, steal, kill and destroy. We are following Jesus Christ and we are following the God who says he will heal us in every way we need to be healed. So whatever it is that you are needing healing for today, I stand with you declaring that in the name of Jesus Christ, with the power of the Holy Spirit, we believe for full healing from the top of your head to the foot of your feet, the bottom of your feet, we declare a full and complete healing. Whether it is something that is spiritual or mental or emotional, whether it's a financial sickness, whether you are in bondage financially, we declare the healing power of God to go forth right now for wholeness and wellness in Jesus' name. And it says that whatever we ask for in prayer, if we believe it, we will receive it. So I believe it for you, I declare that you receive it in Jesus' name. And I declare it for myself as well right now. I declare a full healing and health and restoration in every area that needs it in Jesus' name. Now, as we journey towards Pentecost and we're so close now, it's so exciting that we are receiving a fresh outpouring of the Spirit of God. I really want to challenge us as the church here in 2020, that we dig into what Jesus desired for us to be 2,020 years ago when he sent forth the apostles to create uh, the first believers, the, the first church. 
I want us to dig into that spirit, which is a spirit of belief for signs, for wonders, for miracles, for healings. We should believe that what God did for them, sending angels to minister to them, to to send angels to to break their chains and release them from prison as he did for Peter and to raise people from the dead as he did for Lazarus. I really want us to believe that we can do that. This can be our life and it's exciting. We don't want to live any namby-pamby Christianity just sitting in a pew for an hour on a Sunday morning just to tick off the church box. God desired so much more for us. The Christian life is a life of healing and excitement and joy. And that's my prayer and desire for you. And I pray that today as we step into this new season, this Pentecost season in the life of the church, that the Spirit of God would fall afresh anew. God bless you. Take care.